I knew today would probably be the day that I would record a new episode because as opposed to listening to something on the way to my first delivery, I felt the need to kind of collect my thoughts. And as opposed to talking to myself, I figure, hey, well, at least if I talk to myself but someone else hears it, it's not so, I guess, strange. You shouldn't use crazy, right, to describe talking to yourself and having an inner monologue or inner conversation, but kind of out loud. Am I the only one who does that? Anyway, before I get into the main focus of this, which will be, you know, I'll share a little, little more insight into the NQ. My wife had brought up some interesting points um, that I felt to cover, and I'll discuss why I didn't cover them at the time. And his uh, his arrival to our home, and then also how that would, um, and is impacting my desire when it comes to wrestling. But again, I will share that towards the end. Uh, up front, I guess, uh, I did watch AEW All Out. Now, I will admit the WWE Network has spoiled me to the idea of uh, paying a monthly fee and having all the pay-per-views. So, even with their big events, I typically watch them on a delay and um, know that I'll get to them because they're part of the network. And even though they've moved to Peacock, you know, it's still the same thing. And I, I still uh, see a lot of value in in the network. Um, but I haven't purchased a pay-per-view since I think the first All Out And I found myself really excited. And part of it's probably punk and then the rumors, you know, whether it be Ruby Soho or uh, Brian Danielson or Adam Cole or, uh, you know, some of the matchups, the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks in a cage. Um, but again, punk returning after seven years. And, you know, I'm a fan like anybody else I mark out. I mean, you know, anyone who, who uses uh, catchphrase to mark out or prepare to mark out obviously does mark out himself. So, uh, not always to myself. No, I take that back. I, I do enjoy my work. Uh, it's just sad that I don't get to see it live. Uh, anyway, I digress. Uh, I found uh, AW, I found what they've been doing uh, to be top-notch work, and uh, I'm still a fan of WWE, I still watch it, um, fairly religiously, um, and it's not like I'm going, oh man, AEW's gonna take them out of business, because I don't think, if you're really a, a fan of our industry, you don't want that type of situation, um, so yeah, it was great, you know, watching the tail end of that show and, okay, where, where are they going next? And my wife loves Dark and Elevation. I, I think in large part due to um, due to the influx of Texas talent that had came in during the pandemic and were 
part of dark and elevation and you know she's seen some of them while I was traveling and whatnot and so to see them and she you know she has her opinions and I love hearing them because it's great to have to get a perspective and to get a enthusiastic passionate um, you know thought of of that product or any product you know um, we uh, I think we both enjoyed it I, you know I rewatched the tail end because my wife went to sleep before the end of the show she 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 was awake through everything but the, the main event and so she watched that and then watched uh, uh, we still watch NXT I mean uh, you know it, it's it's the thing about having all these streaming services you know the beauty of it is that you don't feel the need to have to schedule the time you know I, I had every intent and purpose of watching it live yesterday but I ended up working longer than I planned and I will probably talk about my experience as a door dasher um, in a subsequent episode and probably after this I'm going to cover some some topics um, that I haven't covered in quite a while and I'm uh, cautiously enthusiastic about the potential of that but I'm still a little uh, trepidatious about putting out content still like I, you know, I, I find myself uh, questioning if I should put out content uh, do I want to put out content uh, my wife and I have talked about content that you know, that she has, uh, but again, I, I figure, well, it's my life, and it's the stuff that, uh, that interests me, and, um, you know, luckily, for better or for worse, there are platforms available, and I'm going to utilize this one to share my thoughts and opinions and feelings on stuff and mainly probably to brag about my son or to share wisdom with him you know what wisdom I've picked up over the years uh, through trial and error and mistakes and whatnot and I will you know rest assured I'm sure you know those that do listen to this I'll probably cover wrestling in some form or facet, because it still interests me. As do like Funko Pops and comic books, although I don't read as many comic books, but I do watch a lot of streaming stuff. Um, and maybe I'll cover some of that. Death. I don't think anyone uh, really is truly prepared for the passing of a loved one or someone, anyone, anyone you admire, um, anyone you come in contact with, when, you know, like it's a mass amount of people that die, it's death in, in general, it's tragic. Um, you know, I can't speak for anyone who's gone through that experience. Um, I've had some near-death stuff, and, uh, you know, I, I struggle with a wonderful cocktail of 
depression, anxiety, uh, rage, melancholy, truly big peaks of happiness at times, numbness, and, uh, you know, I've gone down that path in my mind of ending it, questioning, feeling alone, thinking no one really would miss me or it wouldn't matter to anybody. Um, yeah, I didn't know Daphne. I don't think we'd ever, ever crossed paths. I was a fan of hers and to hear of her passing and to, to think, man, you know, how long she had felt the way she felt and truly feel alone and I often said it to others and you know constantly try to remind myself that like your worst moment shouldn't be your last moment you know that shouldn't be what causes the end because those moments can be fleeting no matter how terrible they are at the time Again, I've been down that road. I've, I've thought of it. There, are, you know, and I think a lot of times my survivor, survivor's instinct kicks in, or I, you know, when I would get into some depth of despair, you know, then I would think, man, oh, how would my family take it? <clears throat> but even in those deepest points, I've never. I would never reach out when I felt that terrible. I may reach out to friends when I'm feeling a little low about things or, you know, nothing's guaranteed. We, we <clears throat> sometimes take for granted that we're going to see certain people and they'll always be in our lives or, or whatever have you. And yet, you know, simply like... Uh, the last time I saw that person, I, I didn't assume that would be the last time I would see that person. Even if I try to make peace with them. Like I think of my grandmother, who would have been 97 earlier this month, on the 3rd of September. And I do find myself, like, even the last time I saw her, I had always hoped she would be able to have turned it around. But, uh, I tell anyone, if you're experiencing, you know, the low of lows, definitely reach out or, um, it's, you know, it's not sad, but it, it often sucks that it takes a death. You know, we, eulogize, we will eulogize the dead, but we will rarely let the living know how we truly feel about them at all times. You know, there are friends of mine I haven't spoken to in years, and in some respects, if I, you know, they can pick up the phone or I pick up the phone or, you know, we communicate, it's like, well, time hasn't not much time has passed I mean, we were able to communicate there are certain people that I was real close to that I would consider family at one point or another that I 
regularly, and I'm fairly terrible about it. On the flip side, I tell my wife every day, and as often as humanly possible, uh, you know, that I love her, and that I'm so blessed to have her in my life, and that I'm so beyond uh, happy to to have this life with her. That she has provided me with the life that I've always wanted. Uh, and I'm ecstatic about our future and our now. But still, you know, I think man, there are plenty of people that I don't talk to on a regular basis. Um, or the, even people that I do that I, I should be better about telling them you know, exactly what they mean to me at any given point because you just never know. I mean, I could think of every time that this, this uh, memory comes up in my time hop or Facebook, I'm always kind of taken aback. It's the roast of Steve DeMarco happened years ago. I have to go back to Arlington. You know, a friend of mine put it together and you know, the people that showed up to roast me, phenomenal, uh, it's so heartfelt, <laughs> I was so giddy uh, to be a part of it, that people would think enough of me to want to take part in that, or show up, and those people will always be important to me, um, and yet I was suicidal, I was... I think saying my goodbyes to people that day. Um, and luckily, you know, I, I didn't let myself get too, 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 too deep in despair. And I was able to pull myself out of it. But it is a struggle. And so I'm real empathetic of those that struggle with it. Even the thought of it. And I want to tell everyone, like, you just don't know how this... I mean, we all know how it's going to end. Uh, no one lives forever. You know, death is of what I, what I know of is uh, undefeated. And if someone knows how to defeat it, well, by all means, tell, tell us. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, just crazy. So, I will try to be better about when I do communicate with people. And if I do reach out to someone, you know, typically it's anywhere on my mind at that point. I wanted to, uh, let you know. But yeah, I don't think we, I don't want to force death's hand, <laughs> especially now I've got, I, I would say I, I have uh, so much to live for in the grand scheme of things. Uh, <clears throat> I look at Jackson now well over a year old, but yet still a couple of 
a few weeks away from being truly uh, a year old. I, you know, in some ways, it's one of these things of a premature child. Their their it's their actual age and then adjusted age, and chronological. Uh, so, in some respects, Jackson's got a couple of months. To, you know, he's a couple of months behind. It all apparently will shake out at some point. I mean, I was a month premature, and uh, you know, I, I feel like I developed properly. <laughs> so um, I have high hopes. And truth is that even in the queue, there were a lot of positives, and I found it. You know, my wife brought up, well, you didn't, you know, you didn't mention this or this, like his oxygen level, like he was off oxygen fairly fast, which given that he wasn't fully, supposedly fully developed, you know, he's in the midst of developing, was astonishing when I would hear that. You know, I, I was astonished by all of it because again, premature, he was, you know, he's not, he's not supposed to be out yet, you know, like he's still got time and then realizing, well, as long as he's in the EQ, he's still, in essence, developing in this virtual womb. But I also, uh, my thought process was, well, there are plenty of people that, whose births or child's development, you know, they're, they're not so lucky. And I'm don't want to don't want to come across as like bragging because I'm like my son was relatively healthy and remains to be relatively healthy and is seemingly superhuman in some respects. Uh, my wife sent me a video. I was out doing deliveries and she sent me a video that uh, showed my son. We bought this pretty big play yard uh, for him because he's moving around pretty well. And we also have this uh, kind of activity share with a, uh, a desk covering is uh, attached to a uh, table of sorts, a circular table. So we had the bright idea because we both want to do yoga at times uh, to, to make space. We, we put the, this we call it the piano bar, we put it in the play yard in my son. <laughs> um, basically would pull to the edge and he would bring this big pretty heavy thing I mean I had super heavy for for us but for him I mean he's an infant uh, you know it's it's just crazy to to think it, it it's uh, amazing now if you hear a strange noise or a little notification alert it's uh, hey well I've got another delivery um, so as I mentioned last episode and, and before I continue thanks to all of you who have taken the time to follow my journey as I go through this thing I call life and um, where it will take me I'm still relatively uh, trying to find my bearings within it uh, because I'm still apprehensive to put out content or to speak out or anything like that. It's just, uh, well, it is what.
that I'll probably cover in a subsequent episode as I, I navigate through this thing I call life. But again, I want to thank y'all. I, I will probably, as I progress with this, start to look at, um, I hate to say building a brand, but I guess in part, you know, building the podcast and, you know, looking into getting your graphic made and, you know, cover art and, and whatnot. I will use, you know, pictures throughout my life for the cover art of the episode, but to find a truly good picture for, you know, what this thing will encompass, although it's still relatively fluid. Um, so yeah, I appreciate anyone that's taken the time to, to listen to it, to, to subscribe. I'm not really like trying to share it to a bunch of places, you know, um, it's you know, just kind of dipping my toe out there and seeing, you know, if like you get any kind of feedback. Um, and there's a thing, uh, and it's a repeat. Um, So, you know, as I mentioned before, my son was in the EQ for, you know, a month. September 8th, 2020 would be his coming home date, and I covered last episode, he was, uh, yeah, the, the car seat test was the last test. Um, to think of the growth that he had, and as wires, you know, the many wires that he had, the first, you know, right after his his birth to um, to how much he had kind of grown and those milestones that he seemed to accomplish, those boxes seemed to check, you know, uh, the, the fact that my wife was able to produce uh, breast milk and, and there were the, you know, these certain milestones and you just... I marveled at all of it, um, and just didn't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah. um, and I think, you know, the fact is that he was in really great care, so it gave us an opportunity, but truth was that my wife was recovering, and, um, you know, I felt, man, I need to, you know, put in some work and, and uh, put in some hours and uh, also, you know, going back and forth between the NQ and our house. We lived, we didn't live that far, but still, you know, arranging times and just trying to figure out life and in the midst of the pandemic. Um, so there, are, there were all these external factors, but yet anytime I would go into the new queue, I'd get this sense of calm, you know, in a large part because, you know, the nurse, one of the first, you know, bits of information that was really helpful was, you know, how I react to something, my, my child can sense it, and, uh, you know, therefore it is paramount that I you know, it's paramount that I remain calm and don't, you know, 
make my child anxious. So I had to be always aware of that. But, you know, I marvel at his strength, at his, uh, you know, how he picks up things. And I am just beyond tickled by all his progress. Um, and I was hopeful, you know, that he would be coming home relatively early, but I was still thankful that we had that option because, as I mentioned, it gave us time, which some people don't get. You know, you have the birth, you don't really, you know, hopefully you've prepared, hopefully you're, you know, you have your, your stuff in order. But him coming home was huge, and at the same time, <clears throat> made it so, uh, you know, any real panic I felt, well, I was starting to feel it <laughs> upon his, him coming home, because now you're really responsible for all of it, from the moment you take him or her, or you know, your child. But from the moment that I, we took Jackson out of the hospital, the moment that we, we put him in the car, the whole, and, and in many ways, people were like, what? No, like in many ways it got really real then. Because now there is no safety net. I mean, yeah, you can take him back to the doctor at some point, but um, you know, if, medical emergency or this, that, the other, but again, you, try, you have to keep that child alive and fed and happy, you know, you, you're truly responsible for, you know, what occurs there, uh, and it is, uh, it can be overwhelming, um, so yeah, my son coming home made it really real. I think the last thing I really thought about, for a variety of reasons, was performing, continuing in the industry. And there were a variety of reasons for me to not even want to consider it. Um, but I'd always said to myself that I think once I you know, had a family, that involved, you know, especially if it involved infants or young children, that it would be really difficult for me to, you know, want to continue to travel or have a, uh, you know, have a certain, so many days away from the family. I don't think I could do that. You know, I, personally, I don't think I could do that. You know, barring being, you know, and even if I was solely my career and, and the way we make money, yeah, that there'd be a serious discussion about continuing, but I didn't want to be a father that wasn't there for his kids. Uh, you know, they're grown, it's one, you know, if they're more grown, it's, it's one thing, you know, teenagers, so on and so forth, but young kids, you know, especially those that can't walk yet, really can't, 
watch for themselves, you know, and it'd, it'd be trouble, you know, it'd be difficult because you know, the, the options really, at least for me, it's it's not feasible. So immediately I was like, man, I'm just putting a pause on everything. And I was already putting a pause on stuff. Whether it was because of the pandemic or <clears throat> because of my shoulder giving me issues or just the wear and tear. Um, but I'd always had it in my head. And in part, you know, had my wife not been on board for me to do as much traveling or performing as I did with with GSL, that probably would not have continued. You know, the fact that my wife supported it, but was also a big fan of it and, and really loved those, you know, everyone involved with it. And then also, you know, she has all this footage of that, of that time. Um, So yeah, my son coming home was truly another life-changing event in a series of life-changing events and a very, you know, in a life that is constantly changing. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm learning as we go. But I'm fully, I'm fully immersed in it. I'm fully immersed in the family. Fully immersed in, in the well-being of those within my family. And definitely, when it comes to Jackson Miles, I have all types of concerns and hopes and dreams, and, and as we all often do. But at the same time, you know, I just I want that kid to know that he's loved and, and he's respected and appreciated and uh, that we're in awe of him but that we you know we really want to do well by him and, and raise him to be you know, a quality human being and it continues to you know <laughs> and it's great to see his progress since he's been home and I, at some point I may cover that um, you know, what we do versus what, how I see others. I try really not to compare us to anybody else. I try not to compare Jackson to really anyone else, uh, including his siblings. Uh, he's his own person. And I, um, you know, my, I have hopes. I have no expectations right now. I just want to love that kid. I want him to love me in return. And I just want my family to do well, be well. So, uh, you know, this chapter is exhilarating. So, yeah. I marvel at this whole experience. And I truly do believe I'm blessed and living in marital bliss joys of parenthood and I really try to fully embrace it. I will say that, um, you know, sleep deprivation is a thing and I didn't realize how much I love sleep until, you know, even when 
I chose, you know, because I would struggle with sleeping once I was able to really make peace and get myself to sleep and be able to sleep regularly. Yeah, I appreciated it. <laughs> but you know, when you can't get it, oh man, that, that just changes the whole, you know, paradigm of it, I guess. And it's, um, it's just crazy to think, you know. But again, I, I just marvel at, at everything right now. Um, next week, I could go in many different directions with this. Uh, um, could definitely use a sounding board on some stuff. I kind of want to <laughs> talk about... Uh, being a DoorDasher, doing deliveries, and some of the things that I've seen, and uh, that that could lead to to a rant of sorts. I don't know how excited I am to do that. Um, I don't know. I may, you know, I I did have in mind. Oh, how do you broach wrestling? For me, from on a personal level, how do I broach it? And I'm. Of course, uh, a little cautious and a little, again, trepidatious about talking about my, my life in wrestling, but um, that might be an avenue that I go. I'm always down to answer questions. That could be an avenue to go. Well, I'll just talk about whatever I'm feeling at that particular moment. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Yes, I am ecstatic about my son, my life, my wife, my family. And so uh, I look forward to the, to the days If I could part with anything, I would say maybe we should all make it a point to give people their flowers while they're alive and be willing to accept those flowers when they're given to us. Um, I know I can, I'm my own worst critic. And I can beat myself up more than anyone and bully myself and I can push away compliments but sometimes you want to hear the good especially if at times you're always waiting for the bad uh, so again thank all of you that have taken the time to listen to this I think I've rambled long enough and so Till the next time, I will see you on down the road.